What's up? It's your boys here at Sports Take. Here we have another wonderful week full of great topics and full of great coverage. So without further ado, let's grab our scuba gear and dive in. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I remember syrup sandwiches and crime allowances. Finessing on them with some counterfeits, but now I'm counting this. Parmesan with my accountant lives. In fact, I'm down in this. Who say with my boobay tastes like Kool-Aid for the analyst? Girl, I can buy your Westie. Hop right into it. We're gonna start off with some Whom's Mans with Talmage. Would you like to have the guest go first? Oh boy. So my Whom's Mans, it's a good one, but I don't exactly know who to like call out for this Whom's Mans. Call out everyone. Here's this. Here's the story. It really should be everyone. So I'm sure most people have heard that there was a half pipe skier. She was a girl who is not a professional. By any sense. By no means has <laughs> she skied before. <laughs> she cheated the system because the top 30 halfpipe of any event, I should say, if of any event who they place in some sort of amount of, of national competitions, they place in the top 30 enough, then they will be in the Olympics. Yeah, you, since, just, you essentially just have to finish top 30 in X amount of events. Right. And... No one half pipe skis basically, and so there was barely any, and so she was placing like twenty third or whatever, and got into the Olympics. Twenty third out of like twenty three. Right, exactly. She's dead last every time, and she was dead last in the Olympics. But she went on, and the, like the well, there's more to this story. Have you heard? I have not heard. So she skied for Hungary. She's from Park City, Utah. Oh, she went that? to Venezuela to join the ski team there because her mom is from Venezuela. So like she could get citizenship went there. Turns out Venezuela doesn't really have like an Olympic ski team. So then she went to found like whatever would be the easiest actual ski team to get on. And so it ended up being hungry. And so then she just like got citizenship in Hungary and then joined the ski team. Is there anyone else on that hungry team? I'd be I know she's the first I've seen skier on that team. I'm pissed. But this rookie amateur comes in, and she didn't do in her run. She didn't do a single trick the entire time. So really, my who's man's is who's who's running this rule set. Like, there, like, I understand the whole placement thing, but there should be some sort of like qualification that if you don't do a single trick, that you can't be qualifying for the Olympics. Yeah. Well, the crazy thing is, is that once she did her run, she got like a thirty, I think. But then, like, other girls come down and, like, actually try to send stuff, and they fall and they crash, and so she didn't like didn't even get last i don't think like she may have at the end of when it was all said and done right but you know like after that first run because people crash and stuff like that and so they get worse scores and so at the end of the first run she was not in last place look <laughs> i don't know just this is nonsense it's it's hilarious if you guys can find like the like secret footage because the olympics is so like hardcore about not letting their footage get out or whatever it is hilarious to watch because the commentators are like Taking this as like a serious run, and it's yeah, because they can't make fun of it. Any tricks? Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, Go check it out. You can just find it on YouTube, I think. I'm yeah, sure. 
Um, my whom's man's is the New Orleans Pelicans Twitter, who responded to a Skip Bayless tweet today, who we all know Skip Bayless is an idiot. Um, but Skip Bayless tweeted out that Anthony Davis was the most overrated ba- player in basketball. And so the Pelicans responded by tweeting out a picture of Skip Bayless's high school stats in which he averaged 1.4 points per game as a senior playing for JV. So he was a senior playing for junior varsity and scored not even two points per game, along with a screenshot of a Google Images search of most overrated player in basketball that only featured pictures of Skip Bayless. Which, like, if you're taking offense to what Skip Bayless says... I mean, you're stupid because he's an idiot, and so nothing he says should be taken seriously. But just like in the way that they just like roasted him by like going back and finding his high school stats. It's like who cares about like he's not a basketball player. I don't know whether they're yeah. claiming that he's an overrated basketball player. He's not a basketball player. He's a he's an analyst. Yeah. Well, he was at one point a basketball player for JV. For JV high school as team. a senior. Stupid, pretty low for a NBA <laughs> team. Yeah. So that's Hooms Mans. Hooms Mans is a total. All right, mine. I don't know too much about it, but it's actually it's actually kind of sad. Um, there, there was an article that was put out that the two, I guess, teenage twins in Russia, who jumped, jumped from a building to their death for apparent uh, suicide. Oh, serious on this. No, su- suicide game. <laughs> My goodness. In in Russia, it was like a like a, this suicide game was trending in Russia, and so technically, like. My whom's man's is whom's man's is Russia's, like teenagers, like you know. Well, our the, teenagers are eating Tide Pods, so we're not doing yeah, much better. I know. Like, there's a lot of different <laughs> I mean, continents and countries that are, you know, have different high school experiences, but I don't, I don't know why. You know, we've had some crazy trends in the past. Don't get me wrong, but this People suicide spin. suicide game in in Russia that's not only way too serious. Way too stupid and way too sad. That should never be a trend, and you should never do that type of game. So it's you know it's sad that they safe, they kids. passed away, but we got to make sure if it's trending, it's got to be worth it. It's got to be worthy of a trend. So At Russia, least send it for the vine. Russia, keep your kids off the streets and off the buildings. Keep wow. them. Oh man, that just got serious for a second. Yeah, just I don't know how to keep respond keep anymore. them safe, keep them happy. Do we just call it right now? Do we just end the podcast? <laughs> How do we continue? Stay safe, everyone. We just yeah, Russia, stay chill. Um, wow. <laughs> I don't know how we rebound from that. <laughs> Catch you guys next week. <laughs> uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> um, no, how we rebound from that is by going on to Slow News Day. We're gonna do a comedic segment where we talk about funny headlines. After post-All-Star break in the NBA, because there's no football, there's no basketball for like four days and spring training baseball starting, so we always get some good headlines during that three or four days off. So we're going to talk about some of the funniest and best ones. Alex won the award last time for best headline, where he found the headline that said teen pregnancy in Florida drops off after age 21. Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> you weren't here for that one, were you? Yeah, I wasn't either. That's the first time I heard it. That's yeah, funny. so that was a good one. We'll see who has the best headline this week. Tabo? Okay. Um, Let's hope it's no suicide stuff this time. No, it's it's okay. not. Okay, you paused for a second. You hesitated. <laughs> uh, my headline was just um, a professional producer in the hip-hop industry said that... Um, What's his name? 
I, I'm not sure I'll have to. Oh. I could probably go back and drop some facts for you. But he said that uh, a new rapper, 6ix9ine, is the next Tupac. Oh, that's like crazy, like little pump looking dude. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just. That's that's stupid. Yeah, and I wouldn't worry about com- going and finding out who that was that said that. Who the producer was. Yeah. I mean. I mean, it's great. It's great you're trying to gas up some, you know, new artists and stuff. But you gotta gotta keep it real with yourself. Yeah, the less attention don't, that dude gets, yeah, the don't better. say dumb stuff. Yeah, come on, keep it straight with us. Um, my headline I found is actually from 2005. I don't know where it's from, but it's Alton attorney accidentally sues himself, <laughs> which I don't <laughs> I don't know how it's possible. Um, I don't know how you go about accidentally suing like yourself like unless you put i mean the only way i could imagine is if he's like filling out the paperwork for it and like on the name of who he was suing he thought it was asking for his name so he put his own name there it's like a mess up in like, a typo or something. i mean i don't know how what else it could be mark the wrong box yeah something but yeah alton attorney accidentally sues himself that's nice yeah how much <clears throat> so mine this is chicago tribune tweeted that their the Illinois governor Governor Round, Rounder I believe I'm that's how you pronounce it says drinks chocolate milk to demonstrate his commitment to racial diversity. Oh, I, <laughs> I saw this one today. An excuse to and his quote is says it's really really good diversity. <laughs> <laughs> he says the chocolate syrup is supposed to represent racial diversity. So there should be almost it's really really man. good. So this guy in diversity. My gosh, that's my. That's my, uh, you said, where did you go to find this headline? Because you said you were like, oh, I know exactly where to look. Shout out to Barstool Sports. Oh, it was them? Yeah. Oh, they have good ones. They always have funny. Shout out to Barstool. <laughs> oh, man. I think that wins. I think that takes the award. Talmadge in here, already winning awards <laughs> for segments for best headline. All right. That was actually a quick intro or a quick opening segment. We're on a roll right now. Keep it flowing. Without Alex here yelling at all of us and making fun of you yeah we're flying by <laughs> love you with yeah shout yeah, out alex shout out to you um but yeah we're gonna take a quick break come back with our weekly topics all right first weekly topic we're going to go over and evaluate what happened over all-star weekend how do you want to steer the boat here NBA all-star weekend back in a semi big way i guess you could say they did a whole revamp of like how the teams were picked, who was All-Stars. It wasn't East versus West anymore. Some people are saying that the game is the best game in the decade. Talmadge, your thoughts? Agree, disagree, better or worse? New format? Um, I don't know if I can like call it better or worse because I, I even I said this to Taba before the game started. We watched it together because it's been, it's been uh, like marketed that it's supposed to be like a game full of highlights. There's lots of dunks. There's a lot of like fun to see plays. But now, like it was obviously there was there's more defense, especially in the fourth quarter, which there usually yeah. is. But but even more so than I've ever seen. And so it's I mean, different. Like you don't see all the highlight plays. But if they started to to like broadcast it as a like every year, it's supposed to be like some sort of competitive game to see like these. These hypothetical matchups, then I think it'd be interesting. Um, but it's, it, we don't get to see the start. Well, I mean, we get hypothetical matchups each and every year, regardless of the setup. How so? 
like you get Kobe versus LeBron in the All-Star game when it was East-West. Right. Durant versus LeBron, all this stuff. Like now you like anyone can face anybody. Except for... Like we got to see KD go up against Steph and shut him down on the last play. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was good. I'm afraid that the last 30 seconds... Because let's not kid ourselves. Like it was better defense relative to no defense. Right. So it's not like, oh my goodness, what an amazing competitive game it was. Right. It really was good for about 30 seconds. That last 30 seconds where it was like, oh, Team LeBron coming back, needing a stop to win. I felt like there was pretty good defense for like the last five minutes. And the first 43 were turnovers and bricked threes. Like at least when there's no defense, you get like guys throwing crazy alley-oops or trying I was getting, I, was getting, I don't know, Tabo dunks. was too. I was getting sick of Damian Lillard. Dude was just letting it fly. Well, everyone was tucking up threes. I'm pretty sure Damian Lillard was like the worst culprit though. They were all bad. Clay Thompson shot like 15 threes. LeBron shot quite a few. And just bricking. Brick after brick. Like the game itself wasn't much better. Oh, Clay and LeBron were like the last cashing out. Yeah, the, Le- Clay had his spurt of cashing and LeBron for a while hit like four in a row. But for the most part, like 43 of the 48 minutes were bricked threes and like turnovers like blatant turnovers so like the the competitiveness sure like was up in the last three minutes but throughout most of the game it was all much pretty much the same as has it been but now instead of getting an east-west rivalry you get steph lebron yeah i think part of that is because there's just like all the players were just trying to feel out how they should actually be playing in this new thing, because I know that Steph and LeBron came out and said that they, like, before the game in the locker room, said, like, hey, this has got to be good. Like, yeah. last year was an embarrassment, yada, 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 whatever. Um, so I think they were, like, for, like, a lot of the game, they are trying to feel out, like, should we be playing defense? Should we not be playing defense? Should we be trying, like, highlight plays, not be trying highlight plays? Try highlight plays. And so I think that was, like, why there was a lot of turnovers. Like, people were just kind of, like... Here, like, you like, do something... Yeah, I mean, it's going to get, and it already has been getting, you know, great reviews of being a competitive game and it being like a better game than normal. But I don't know, there's just something of not having that East-West kind of rivalry and like, you know, you're repping your conference. I think, I mean, it would have been hard to do this, but I think baseball does a great job of doing it to keep it competitive where the winning conference gets home field advantage In in the World Series. If the NBA were to do something like that, like, if you did East versus West and, the, like, the winning conference gets home court advantage, you don't think that, like, LeBron, Kyle Lowry, DeMar DeRozan, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Love, like, those guys would just go off for the East. And then, meanwhile, in the West, James Harden, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson would be trying really hard. Like, it would be super competitive. Like, any team that's wanting to win a championship. Would want the home, home and it's not like Joel Embiid for the East is going to go in and be like, oh, well, LeBron's going to the championship anyway, like – I don't want to get him home court. He thinks, well, the Sixers are going to the championship. Right. You know, so unless you're playing for the Chicago Bulls, where there's no Chicago Bulls All-Stars, because all the All-Stars have their team in playoff contention. So they're going to want to try for the get home court advantage. Were there any All-Stars that aren't in the playoffs? Porzingis, but he didn't play. All right. That's what I remember off the top of my head. I can look it up if... Real quick. I'm trying to think. I don't like none like jump out at me and be like, oh yeah, they're not in the playoffs. But otherwise, yeah. Yeah, Porzingis is the only one that comes to mind right now. Tabo, what did you think? 
Better or worse? The same? Uh, personally, I mean, I don't re- really remember that well because I was gone the last two years. But I would say, like, I was more excited for this just because change, change is exciting. And also just kind of, like, experimenting, just seeing how it's going to go. And I, I feel like for the first go-around, it was more successful than not. Um, yeah, there was obviously, like, a lot of sloppy plays. And like Tom was just saying, like, they're just getting a feel for it. You know, some players are just like, oh, like, I, this is my 10th year here. I'm still going to just be super chill. And then there's other players that are like, oh, this is my first or second appearance. Like, I'm going to ball out. I'm going to go pretty hard. Like, Victor Oladipo, he was he was going hard. And, yeah, so just I feel like, you know, as as they keep doing this moving forward, everyone's going to be on the same page, and the game's going to continue to flow well with solid competition. So I think, I think this change is – is good. Although you do lose that um, specific rivalry between East and West, but like you said, if you have more on the line, players will play harder, and also um, as they get a feel for it moving forward, I think this could be a really good thing for the league. So there were two players who are out of contention playoffs on both on out of the twenty four guys on both sides. On both sides was Porzingis, who didn't play because he's injured, and Kemba Walker. Because the Hornets are pretty much out of it. Right now, Andre Drummond and the Pistons wouldn't be in the playoffs, but they're like in that 9 to 10 range. It's like they're competing for playoffs. So everyone on those two rosters would be trying to get home court advantage if they were to do something like that. Like, And not saying that that would be the case for every single year, but typically the All-Stars are All-Stars for a reason, and their teams are going to be really good. Right. Um. However, my issue with the All-Star game doesn't come close to my issue with the dunk contest. I don't know if you guys got a chance to watch it. Um, I don't want DJ Khaled anywhere near a basketball court judging NBA players. I'm not, I'm not sure why they got like actors and like DJ Khaled and like any of any of them. Like Mark Wahlberg, I didn't like, I don't stupid. understand why they were there. They should have only former dunk contest champions. And they usually do. That's what I was confused. It's usually like Dr. J. They'll get someone random like but, Spud Webb. But or... even now, it's kind of moved towards more celebrity people. And I don't like how they program it in. Because I was watching old Jason Richardson dunk contest highlights today. Where once he does his dunk, they immediately hold up like the paper you know, card of what they think, which I think is much, much better because when they have to put it in electronically, you see the judges like talking to each other, kind of like, oh, what are you giving him? Like, you know, kind of getting a sense of what everyone else thinks. So then everyone kind of puts the same score. Right. And you saw in this dunk contest, you know, it would consistently be like nine, nine, nine. And then like one person would put like an eight or one person would put a 10, but it's pretty much the same score across the board. So I think moving to only dunk contest, champions like former either like former players or people who have actually won the contest like wouldn't you love to see like vince carter dr j nate robinson and like jason richardson judging the dunk contest like that'd be tight yeah i think they'd i think they'd be instead of mark Wahlberg, lisa leslie because they know how difficult the dunks are because they've actually tried they've played basketball right dj call has never played basketball never dunked a basketball in his life yeah dj call has never gotten an inch off the ground in his life (laughs) So to have them dunk or judging these guys, with that said, Donovan deserved to win. He had the consistently the best dunks. Like yeah. he didn't have the best dunk, but he also didn't have the worst dunk. So people saying that like 
Dennis Smith should have advanced because he had the best dunk of the night, but his first dunk he tried, it took him like three tries to make it. Right. He tried it twice, realized I'm not going to be able to make this, and then he went to some simple dunk. So you get deducted points for that, obviously. You did like the double pump over the head. Oladipo just didn't even make one of his. And then he goes out in the all-star game and makes like a tough dunk, like a difficult, like the cradle yeah. reverse dunk. And Larry Nance, that double tap dunk was overrated, but still good. Yeah, I was. I, I kept saying that. I didn't. Even but his first one why was stupid. It was that cool. Dwight Howard, I'm pretty sure did that one of the one of the dunk contests he was in. Yeah, his was better. He like reversed. Or he switched hands too. Yeah, he threw it off with one hand and then grabbed it with the other. He threw it up with the right and then grabbed it. With like, it's the not left. even that cool. Like, like if you like went up after throwing it off the backboard and then hit it twice off, that's kind of cool. But like he just threw it off the backboard and then like wall up in the air off the backboard once and down. I didn't understand why everyone was like freaking out over it. Yeah, and his first dunk was sucked. Yeah, I don't. Where he was pretty much just in the restricted area and then jumped up and did like a 180 windmill. Yeah, I, like, I don't understand. Zach Levine could do a double tap off the backboard in his sleep. Yeah. He could be in his warm-ups to do that. And Donovan, everyone was giving him crap for the Vince Carter one. But every, when Vince Carter did it, it was like the greatest dunk that had ever been done before. And, and Donovan just did it. Who's Vince. Yeah, and Donovan just did it who's five inches shorter. And did you guys hear the interview after Donovan said that he hadn't made that dunk in six months? Yeah, crazy. Yeah, I, I, I applaud him for having the balls to, to try that dunk if you haven't made it in six months. And it's not like he could try it, miss it, and then have to like switch it up because he's wearing the Vince Carter jersey. He like once you come out this. wearing the Vince Carter jersey, you have to do the dunk. I think a lot of guys, because then if you can't do it, like that's kind of embarrassing. You had to like, you pulled out the tribute jersey and then you yeah. don't even do it. Yeah. It's got guts. I thought he was going to do the damage. elbow dunk. Oh, you can like get up and that went tight. That went tough. Get up that high. He probably he got up on that Lonzo, that Lakers dunk, the putback. Yeah, he his got elbow up that was high. at the rim. Yeah. All right, moving on to what happened after the All Star break. Dallas Mavericks find themselves in quite a bit of a scandal. Not talking about how owner Mark Cuban said that losing is the team's best option, but because of some inter office intermanagement issues going on tabo you read the article just recently like an hour or so ago what are your initial thoughts um i mean it's it's sad that i don't know something like this is happening you know um when you have professionals who are behaving in such an immature manner it's it's sad it's also very unprofessional and i I mean, I'm glad that, like, finally, like, something's being done about it now. I don't know exactly how long it was going on for, if you, Since if you know that exactly. 1998. Oh, That's yeah. when the guy got hired, right? The team president. All right, maybe. Wait, he, yeah, I had heard that he'd been with the team for over a decade. Since before Mark Cuban even bought the team. Yeah, so 20 years. But, I don't know. I'm not exactly sure what uh what is fair going forward, what the the league proposes or what Mark Cuban proposes. But, I mean, it's sad. Obviously, bullying is a big well, issue. Well, not just bullying. Yeah, I know. It's well, a little yeah, deeper bull- than that. Well, there's, there's plenty of different parts of bullying, but just, you know, yeah. sexual harassment, uh, misconduct, any time where you're not respecting <coughs> other people. It's it's always it's, you know, it's a universal issue. It's something that's going to happen forever. 
But as long as like we can work on doing our part, then slowly, hopefully, the problems will subside. My first reaction is, how is it 2018 and like this stuff is still like going on? Like I don't know how people just don't like get with the program, you know? Yeah. Like why this? For those who didn't read, pretty much just sexual harassment going on from the team president of the Dallas Mavericks, sexually harassing numerous female employees for the last 20 years almost, pretty much 20 years. They hired a specific, the team president hired a specific HR director that was kind of his buddy that he knew wouldn't, you know, get him in trouble. And so these women would go complain to the HR guy, file complaints, and then nothing was ever done about it. Mark Cuban claims that he did not know that this was going on. A side story is the fact that the Dallas Mavericks, the Mavs.com writer, had a history of domestic violence, was dating a team employee at the time, and assaulted her inside the Mavericks facility, um, which Mark Cuban did own up to the fact that he knew that and that keeping him on after that incident was a mistake. And that they shouldn't, they should have fired him right then and there. Um, but I don't know. Do you believe Mark Cuban? Mark Cuban, when he says he didn't know that this was going on. Uh, I I don't ever know how to like look into these. I I would assume there's there's no way that he didn't know. If I like the more I think about it, because if it goes to HR, you're gonna hear something about it. But that's the thing is the HR guy was dirty too. Right. But I mean. You'd think that there would be some sort of, like, some communication, even if it was just some little thing to know what's going on. And if you don't, then, like, still that looks negative on Mark Cuban if you don't know, like, what's going on within your own organization. Yeah. I mean, it's not the job of the owner to know every little thing that's going on in the office. I mean, really, team owners for the most part. team president, though, like, I feel like you should know what's going on. Yeah, you well, you... Yeah, I agree. You should know for the most part. I want to believe him that he doesn't that he didn't know, because um, I think you know, like most owners, kind of you know, you own the team. When there needs something to be done, or like an opinion, you give it. But for the most part, you go to the games, you watch, you collect your check. Right. However, Mark Cuban's not most owners. He's a pretty hands-on guy. So I want to believe that he didn't know that this was going on. I'm not sure. His statement seemed pretty, like, honest. Like, it seemed like his statement, I don't know if you read it or not, or you read it, Tabo, but, like, his statement seems, like, I don't get the feeling that he's making it up when he explains, you know, that, like, he didn't know to the extent that what was happening. He did know about the history with the beat reporter. He regrets not. He regrets keeping him on and not terminating his employment when he first learned of the incident. Um, But then that brings up the question, if it comes to light that Mark Cuban did know what was going on, is he forced to sell the team? What happens there? Um, I don't know, man. That's tough. I actually really like Mark Cuban. I think he's a credible guy. And so I I also wanted to say that... things might turn out okay for yeah. him because i don't get like a sleazebag feel from mark cuban like i mean i know it's like a tv show but like watching shark tank like he's quick to call people out like on their bs like 
and always he's, is he's all about helping people. Greg. You can see like he's yeah a smart dude. So he doesn't seem like the guy to me that would like try to cover up some crazy sexual harassment. Yeah. Bonanza. Like it's like Patino. Like when you think of Louisville, like Patino, you can just like you just you get this kind of like he's a snaky. Like yeah, like a snaky like slithery feel. Exactly. That's yeah. like the perfect term. Calipari, you know something's going on. Yeah, they're just like it's almost like they're like classic like mob dudes. That's what they seem like. Yeah, like mob runners. But like Cuban, it just seems like a dude who, like a normal guy who struck gold, and likes sports and really likes sports. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't. I don't know. That, I doubt that he'll be forced to sell the team because I think he's got a good relationship with Adam Silver, and so. I don't know. I, I think there should be some sort of repercussion in terms of like the team. Maybe maybe especially that he's coming out with this whole like tank talk, they should give him some sort of punishment with like draft picks. But that's the problem is then you're punishing the other players punishing and the you're punishing the fans. Yeah. Then maybe I mean I, like the the most logical thing is just to to fine the team a certain amount of money. Yeah. And it should be like a big fine. Yeah. Everyone involved needs to be fired, which everyone who was involved pretty much is gone from the team yeah, already. This was, this was a few years ago that this happened, correct? Because the cause well, it hadn't been, been happening. Yet. The pre- team no, president lost in the president. That's right. I read that. Well, the team president left in 2015, right? And then nothing has happened really since then, except for with the beat writer who was fired like the next day after the story came out. Right. So pretty much the two individuals involved are now gone. Um, but I think you know the NBA is going to keep a close look on. So the report Dallas. I saw though is that is that it set a culture within the office that many like multiple other employees were also harassing women. Yeah. Because it's like it just. I get the feeling not to the same extent. Right. You know, probably like, I mean, obviously no level of sexual sexual harassment is okay, but there's obviously varying degrees. Yeah, it amazes me that this this happens this frequently. These, these reports about like sexual harassment come up this frequently. Yeah, well, with the whole hashtag Me Too online, it's come to light a lot recently. Um, yeah, we'll have to see what happens. Tavo, do you think he'll have to be have to sell the team? What do you think? Um, I I I don't think it's very likely. And I also I'm like I'm a fan of Mark Cuban too, so I would hate to see that happen as well. Yeah, he seems like a fun, personable guy. Like if I was a team, pl- if I was a player on the Mavericks, Mark Cuban seems like he'd be a really fun owner to have. Like I remember when Chandler Parsons signed his contract with Dallas after being in Houston, and like instead of being in an office, you know, at a desk with all these photographers signing a contract, they were like out at like some club, and Mark Cuban just brought the contract and they signed it there, and then pres- then went on to party all the night long. It seems like a fun owner to have. Whatever even happened with Chandler Parsons? Uh, I don't think he's played a day. He must have partied too hard that night. Because he hasn't been... I mean, he's on Memphis now. He doesn't play. He's getting paid a boatload of money. Yeah, nice country. Yeah, he's pretty much always injured. Because <laughs> in Houston, his only job with Dwight and James Harden was to just sit in the corner and shoot threes, kind of like a Kyle Korver role. Right. But then he went to Dallas and was actually asked to like move his feet and legs. And then, like, his knees and hips just, like, gave out. Hmm. So, but, yeah, kind of an IT situation where at one moment he's making $100 million, new contract with the Mavericks, and then gets one injury and then hasn't ever been the same since. But we're going to turn now to a more lighthearted note. It's been a pretty depressing podcast. 
with Tabo Suicide <laughs> game and now this. But we want to talk about some Olympics. Last week, Tabo was going to recap the Olympics for us. He forgot or just chose I, not to. I, yeah, I said I didn't want to. And he didn't. No, no, no. In the podcast, <laughs> in two weeks ago, I said, okay, next week, watch the Olympics and come prepared. You are oh, okay, that Olympics other, other liaison. They're talking about the um, the podcast before that where you're like, all right, Tabo, you're, you're now our Olympics guy. And I said, no, thank you. No, and that's what that was, I am talking about. No, 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 not, no. Two weeks ago, I said, where you brought up Olympics as who's back, and I said, hey, you're going to be our Olympics guy. Give us a recap Yeah, two weeks ago, I didn't want to do it, but last week when you gave us the assignment, then I was like, all right, fine. And you had? I had speed skating. Hey, good job. I have it written down here. I just wanted to make sure you remembered. Yeah, I'm looking at your memo, so. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) What happened this week in speed skating? Um... So, Who won gold? So some, so some of the event results is in the 500 meter women, uh, Japan won gold. Oh, I can't pronounce the name. Um, and then silver and bronze went to South Korea and Czech. And then the 3,000 women, uh, women's uh, in order gold, silver, bronze was Netherlands, Netherlands, Netherlands. Netherlands dominates. So Speed skating. They're, putting in, they're putting in work. What was one athlete you really enjoyed watching skating? Who's one that I was you... not able to watch oh, it live. Mm. I, uh, huh. I'm, just, I'm gathering stats for, for the podcast, like you asked. So I feel like The as assignment much as, was to watch and, the events I know, but and then I, report. I was physically unable to, so I thought I could do what, as what much as I could. What were you doing on Tuesday? <laughs> what did you do on Tuesday night? True story. I'm going to toss Tabo under the bus. True story. It was Tuesday night. Tabo <laughs> was like late at night. Him and Wiss have been talking and then. Him and I were talking, and he's like, crap, I forgot to watch speed skating. No, he said, no, no, sorry, you said to Wiz, you're like, we forgot to watch the Olympics. And Wiz is like, my event's tomorrow. And you're like, crap. You still watch online. Mine mine was Monday. Tuesday. His was was Wednesday. Tuesday. Because we were originally supposed to do it on Monday. Monday. No, yeah, that's right. Monday? Yeah. I was just babysitting at my family's. You couldn't turn on the TV? It's it's a uh, it's CenturyLink TV. I don't know how to work. Stupid CenturyLink. CenturyLink link does suck. Yeah. I'll give you that. All right. Shout Pass for shout that. shout into CenturyLink. Um. Okay. Now your new assignment for next week is men's bobsled. Oh, there's more. Oh, I thought you were doing bobsled. because I did bobsled this week. Turns out it was women's bobsled. <laughs> oh, was that? I mean, nothing. No. Good. Nothing against women's sports. When does the Winter Olympics end? I couple days ago. I, I hope it never ends, Talmadge. When all the fake snow no. in South Korea melts. <laughs> Have you seen these aerial photos or like the videos when they do like the freestyle skiing or snowboarding and they're going down the hills? And so it has to be like a drone footage, you know? Right. So they pan out and it's just like the one snowy track with all like the jumps. Everywhere else is just like brown because there's actually no snow. Where did the snow come from? Just fake. It's all fake? Yeah. Like when they did it in Vancouver eight years ago. Why? Which, I mean, why? you got the entire world, guys. You can't choose a place that actually snows. Gosh, dang. Yeah. Bring it back to Utah. We know what's good. 2030, Utah's bidding to host the Olympics again. That's forever away. Hmm. Where will I be in 2030? 12 years. So three Olympics from now. Who knows what I'll be doing 12 years. So, like I said, I turned on women's bobsled. 
Well, I turned on bobsled. Found out it was women's, which is great. I support women's sports, just like men's. Which, in a sport like bobsled, it makes no difference, I feel like. But a couple <laughs> cool storylines were that one, my, Nigeria Ooh. had a bobsled team. Um, the only ones to represent the entire continent of Africa. Does that surprise you, Tavo? As someone from Africa? Is there a lot of ice and snow? A lot of skiing? There's, there's, not, there's not much. Um, on top of that, Jamaica had a team, too. Yeah. Which, of the, t- if I were to think of the last two countries that would be competing in the Winter Olympics, Nigeria and Jamaica would probably be up there. Because I don't think they've ever seen snow. Yet here they are pushing a sled down an icy s- track. Which essentially, I mean, I've like seen bobsled before, but I had never really paid attention to what it was or what was really going on. But now when I had to watch it for this, I actually paid attention. Don't know where the art of competition comes in. Because it seems to me like they just kind of push a sled for a bit and then jump in and then you just kind of ride it. So, like, I don't understand, like, how, like, you would be like, oh, man, like, really well done here <laughs> by the Canadian team. Um, yeah, but the Jamaican and the Nigerian bobsled teams, awesome to watch. Um, also finished 19 and 20 out of 20 teams. So... <laughs> Great story while it lasted. Um, They finished last and second to last. Germany ended up winning the gold, and the U.S. got silver, but Canada got the bronze. And so the U.S. beating Canada at the only sports Canada can play is essentially a gold medal in my book for the U.S. of A. (laughs) If we can beat Canada at winter sports too, oh, man. We got it all. That's a gold medal. So... I don't know what the standings are, like medal-wise. I'll look that Norway, up. Norway, last time I checked. Well, Norway is killing everyone. Was, yeah, I was pooping on. It's, it's just a world. better Canada. So, um, Talmadge, recap us. The women's, there's a thriller in women's hockey. Yeah. So, really, the only two relevant women's hockey teams are Canada and the U.S. <coughs> and the Olympic it's, athletes from Russia. Yeah, <laughs> and it's quite the rivalry between the U.S. and Canada. Canada has won the past four gold medals, to my knowledge. And so this time, they played earlier in the like the pool play of of the Olympic tournament or whatever it is, and Canada won, even though the U.S. had like like twenty more shots on goal um, in the game. And so the U.S. women were like pretty arrogant. We're like, ah, we. We just weren't connecting on our shots, but we we were, we played better than them. We're going to beat them next time. And so, like, there was, like, a bunch of lead-up to the to the actual game. <clears throat> and it came down to, to shootout. came down to the, uh, it's like PKs, but, but hockey. But hockey style. And it was way dope because there was a game winner on it. came down to a goal. And <clears throat> one of the U.S. women's ho- hockey players... Um, completely embarrassed the Canadian goalie, and it's been looped on Instagram and Twitter a thousand times. So, <clears throat> cool story. Shout out to the U.S. women's hockey team. Being it's Canada. pretty much the women's equivalent of Miracle on Ice, right? Right, of like because like Canada have, has won the gold medal like the last four Olympics or something crazy like that. Like their U.S. were not supposed to win, and yet they did. And then the U.S. men beat the Soviet Union. I remember it was yeah. 30 years ago. 
O'Callaghan. So here's the Olympic medal count as is right now. The U.S. is actually making moves. We were fifth. We are currently fourth with 21 medals. Uh, Norway continues to kick butt. Don't call it a comeback. With 35. Yeah, all we need is 14 medals, and Norway wins zero. We'll be tied for first. Um, Seems doable. Oh, man. Canada is in second. They only have two more gold medals than us, though. And if you count the gold medal that we won in bobsled for beating Canada, then we're at nine. And only one behind them. Canada is in second with 27 medals. Germany in third with 25. However, they have the most gold medals with 13. U.S. sits at fourth with 21. Netherlands, all those medals they won for ski, or speed skating, Tavo, bumped them up to five. And last place is Liechtenstein with one bronze medal. Sorry, what was that? What was Who's Lech- last place? Liechtenstein. Where is that? Kazakhstan also has one bronze. Kazakhstan, Latvia, and Liechtenstein all have one bronze medal. I don't know. Let's look it up. One's better than none. Stay tuned. This is a great podcast right now. We're going to tell you where Liechtenstein is at. For those who are... Stay tuned. Those who are curious, as curious as we are. This is what really sets us apart. Oh, what? Yeah, this is great. Keep listening. Stay tuned. It's (laughs) It's just going to get better from here on out. Um, What'd you find? What'd you find? On one map, it points to where it is and on the next map that does not exist where it's pointing um so what can we assume i'm thoroughly not not a real place sort of real oh man we're getting into something deep Liechtenstein might not even exist We're on, we're on to something right now. Should we go? Should we go play for Liechtenstein? Should we join the Liechtenstein? Okay. Whoa, that's a tiny country. If that's actually a country. Wow. Apparently, it sits between Switzerland and Austria, and is absolutely. I mean, so here's. Tavo. Everyone, go home. And look up Liechtenstein. So here's France, Switzerland, Austria, Italy. This is riveting for people listening right now. Uh, here's Liechtenstein. Uh, it's just right in the middle of all the just good stuff. This little guy right here, probably the size of Salt Lake Valley. Yeah, it has a bronze medal. Shout Good out on him. Yeah, shout out. We are. Stay tuned next week on Sports Take. The guys travel to Liechtenstein and join the winter <laughs> ski team. Nice. I mean, someone won a bronze. What if I told if you the three average Joes from Salt Lake City, Utah? Ooh, it was an alpine skiing. We just participated. In what if I told event. you three average Joes joined a non-existent country's <laughs> ski team dun, dun, and brought dun. home the gold? Wouldn't be the first time. Random people. 30 for 30. ESPN, 30 for 30. <laughs> can, we, can we add a 30 for 30 soundtrack? <laughs> Let's see. I'll pull up some music right here. We don't mean not have the rights, but we're going to do it anyway. Does it count? Do rights count if I'm playing it off my computer? Someone find that out. I don't know. Too deep. All right, Talmadge. No comment. 
you're gonna give us a nice 30 for 30. I mean, we've really gone off the rails here, but whatever. Okay. I'm officially gonna start it. Ready? What if I told you the three average Joes from Salt Lake City, Utah were able to achieve greatness? S3. Oh man. <laughs> oh boy. I think we found some. We found our new calling, really. Let's see. Give us another one. Are we doing the Lincoln <laughs> United States of America. Lichtenstein. I'm, I'm here to tell you <clears throat> that three average Joes are on the move. Lichtenstein, here we come. Man, life is too good. Life is too good. I also just came across a YouTube video entitled, What Happened to Dante Exum's NBA Career? Hey, come on. The dude's been in the league for three years. <laughs> All right, I got to get off YouTube. We're going down a rabbit hole here. Um, yeah, let's take a quick break so we can regroup, and then we're going to come at you with our second half of the segments. It's like you couldn't use Michael Jordan. Our honor our next segment. Uh, we're going to go through top threes, but it's been changed to starting five based off of An, NBA basketball players from A slight childhood. rendition. A remix. Swayed the little, remix little, god. He's <laughs> remixing our segment. <laughs> so we're going to do starting five of our childhood NBA idols. So not like favorite players of all time, but like pretty much from the year 2002 to 2010. Like, my favorite players in that timeline, my starting five. Yeah. Okay. Greatest starting five. Okay. Are we going to do snake draft? Sure. Okay. okay. Talmadge, since you're our guest, you'll start. First overall pick. Oh, that's tight. LeBron, number one overall pick. He's not my favorite player, but, I mean, if I was going to pick, like, a starting five, I'd pick LeBron. Okay. <clears throat> my number one pick, I'm going with Allen Iverson. He's going to be my shooting guard. I was about to go point guard for my get my point guard here, but then I thought you were gonna take AI. Wow, you're good. But now you get two picks. Yeah, now I gotta snake draft. Now I gotta change it up. Okay, <clears throat> all right. For I guess my third selection of round one, I am I'm gonna go with Ray Allen. Ooh, Ooh. Ray Allen's dead so, to me. So yeah, he yeah, never existed. A, he never played. Kind of a hard ending there. Yeah. Freak Ray Allen. Okay. Okay, your second pick. And then, yeah, definitely not one of my favorite players, but some guy that just cold-blooded killed him. What? It's supposed to, this is your favorite childhood players. Yeah, people you like. It's okay. not best. It's favorite. Okay. So you uh, can't lead off your favorite by saying, I don't really like this guy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Um, I'm going to go with my boy Rip Hamilton. Ooh. Ooh you got a couple Rip. shooters there. Who's playing the point? Whoever wants All to right. let someone else shoot first. This is the early 2000s. There's no positionless basketball. Um, my next pick, the man who made me want to start playing basketball, half man, half amazing, Vince Sanity himself, Vince Carter. Shout out to VC. Yeah. Watching his YouTube videos is what made me want to start playing basketball, which has then led to this. So everyone listening, send Vince Carter your thanks because we wouldn't be here <laughs> if it wasn't for Vince Carter. <laughs> Thomas, you get back-to-back -back picks now. Sweet. 
So, my point guard, I'm taking my boy, my favorite player growing up, because I actually got to watch him, Darren Williams. Yep. Me and, me and Tyler gave each other a little glance. Wavelength Darren like, Williams. <laughs> Darren Williams is my guy. And the second one, like, before, because, like, when I was young, like, I was a jazz fan, but I also just, like, liked to fanboy different NBA players. And so I used to really, really love, and I don't love him as much now, but I really loved him in, as, like, in my childhood, D-Wade. Oh. Old so D-Wade when he was with Shaq. Sick. Yeah, dude, I was watching the old 2006 D-Wade was, was a baller. Yeah. So my lineup so far is D-Will, D-Wade, and LeBron. Not bad. Wait, I mean, so D-Wade and LeBron together. Did you say your, your time frame was 2002 to 2010? Essentially, like those years. Like not hard cap those years. Okay. Like pretty much like from when you first started watching basketball to like when you got like started high school. It's like elementary school, middle school days. Okay. Coming in at center for my squad is my boy, Kevin Garnett. He was dope with the Timberwolves, won a championship with Boston. Without him, Boston doesn't win in 2008. If they, if I had to say 2008 Celtics, you couldn't have gotten Garnett or Ray Allen, you can keep Ray Allen. Seattle. I need KG in Boston. It had to have happened. It did happen. Won a championship. One of the goats. Coming in at my center. My next two picks are going to surprise you, by the way. First three were pretty easy. These next two. Tabo may leave the room on one of them. <clears throat> okay. All right. Um, I feel like this is kind of dancing on the line of what's acceptable or not because this person was like 2011, 2012. Is that too late? Let me hear who it is. Derek Rose. MVP. MVP. He wasn't really around in your childhood. What, he was just we're, tight when you were freshman. We're freshman in high school. Is that sophomores? 2011. Is that what the year is? Yeah, that was seven years ago. I was just a wee lad. But I'll, I'll change right. it. I'm going to change it to my boy, Nate Robinson. Okay, yeah. I'll give it. That's a good one. My boy, Nate Robinson. Nate Robinson's tight. Good guy. Okay, you another pick. Ooh. <laughs> uh, next pick. Ooh. You have no bigs. You have three guards. I know. That's what I was thinking. Dope bigs. I'm, I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to go with homeboy uh, Ben Wallace. Hey. Man, you're just getting the Pistons squad, pretty much. <laughs> if I would have let you add Allen Iverson and not Ray Allen, <laughs> you'd have three Pistons. Um, my next one, the man who had the greatest dunk in NBA history, Baron Davis. Are you talking about the dunk on Kareem Abdul? Come on, Amazing. that's not better than Vince Sanity's dunks. Don't, don't Amazing. Well, Vince Sanity had better, like, dunk contest dunks. No, in-game dunks. The dude jumped over a seven-footer in a game. And Barrett Davis cocked that thing back, all the way back, and brought it around like a clock. No. All over Andre Karolinko. It was amazing. And then the fact that he, like, stares at him and then lifts his jersey up for no apparent reason. Like, I don't know what that was supposed to mean, but it was tight. Barrett Davis on the Warriors was so dope. Back when Tava wasn't a Warriors fan. Yeah. Back when he was a Celtics fan. Okay. True. Talmadge. Okay. Your last two. My power forward spot, Chris Weber. See, I was actually coming in here expecting to bring up that Chris Weber is one of the more overrated players in basketball history. 
And then I was going to be like, sorry, Elliot Burr, but Chris Webber's overrated as F. I'm glad you remember that he was all about that. He was pretty tight. I think he was tight. Um, Which one are you talking? Are you talking Kings? Are you talking Kings? Which, what other team? He was on a billion teams. Pistons? Did he play for the Sixers for a little bit? Sixers. Is that true? Yeah. What Sounds teams right. were all Elliot a fan of? Yeah, he was on the Sixers with like Matumbo the Kings, and The Kings is when he was AI. tight. Yeah. So, but the Kings are when he was like in his prime. Like his best years. Oh, had Jay a, Will had and, some... and uh, Mike Bibby. Yeah, 90s-ish. <clears throat> no, he was like, I mean, I think. He, it was like late best. 90s, yeah. like 99. But I mean, he had some good years in the 2000s. Just Chris Webber in general. But I like him because he was like someone who tried to combine like a kind of like a Carl Malone game where he had like a little bit of like a mid-range jump shot, but he still slashed the rim and dunked on people. And so, like, I was trying to think. I, I there's a toss up between him and Amar, like, like Amari. Amari Stoudemire was tight. So I could sub him in. Um, He's your sixth man. Yeah, he'd be like my sixth man. Who's your center? My center, the most underrated clutch player of all time. Memonokor. Memonokor. How'd you know, dude? That's tight. I was my brother. I was just thinking. A sixteen minute, a sixteen minute compilation of him hitting shots within the last ten seconds, like big shots, either game tying or. Wow. Taking the lead. That and then dude he did amazing. <laughs> he did Turkaloo was really underrated when it came to that too. In the clutch? Yeah. He do Memo, dude. Memo money. That he... guy. When he, like, I actually don't know how I knew big, you were going to pick the big okay. balls thing to the Lakers. Jazz man. That, that buzzer beater. Man. Shout out to Memo. What a goat. That was great. My last pick. You ready for this? Coming in at my power forward position from the Washington Wizards, Antoine Jameson. Ugh. He was tight, dude. That big three in Washington was so dope. Gilbert Arenas, Karan Butler, Antoine Jameson. Yeah, he went to Cleveland when LeBron left. And Kenny, he ended his career there. Poor guy. Had to end in Cleveland without LeBron. But yeah, that's my He played with Kyrie? Forward. Is that right? Um, I feel like he played with LeBron, didn't he? He may have been there for the last year of LeBron. And then was there for the year where they were terrible. And then was there for the first year of Kyrie. But I'm just spitballing. Top of your last two picks. You have a power power forward? Wait, no. You have one pick. Ben Wallace. Yeah, That's Ben Wallace was your center. Power forward? I don't know. That's probably, that's he probably just like, gave you Stoudemire. That was a good example. I don't believe. Like, Stoudemire's tight. Big Sheed, dude. Dig Chauncey Phillips. Just go. Just put <laughs> oh, Ben no. Wallace Guard in the line. paint and everyone's Take jacking threes. What? Take Timmy D. Yeah, but you got to be people that I like. I know, we're so just it's like Dirk, Dirk, Shaq. It's not power forward. Alonzo Morning. It doesn't have to be. You could put just another big. At the All right, we'll go We'll go Shaq, big boy Shaq. All right. So Ben Wallace is playing power forward? Unless, unless. You can He's let, just got three shooters can, on the perimeter and then Shaq. Unless you can uh, slide in um, stretch four of my boy T-Mac. Sure, if you want. All right, we're bringing yeah, in T-Mac. You're playing T-Mac of the four. He's like 6'8". It'd work. All right, real quick. Our first segment took nine minutes, and now here we are at 55. <laughs> We've been going off since then. Tindering. So I'm going to give you guys a nice little bio of some players, and then you tell me if you swipe right or swipe left. So the first one, sup. I'm an 11-year NBA vet who is a three-time NBA All-Star. I averaged over 20 points per game over the course of my career despite being a second-round pick. I even won the Most Improved Player Award in 2003. Swipe right and let's get it popping. Who is 
is this? I'm trying to. I, I this this just makes me want to guess who it is. I mean, 2003. That was a while ago. It's so, like I'm trying. If I'm putting him on a team right now, like to help me right now. No, just in general. Oh, yeah. I'll swipe right. Yeah, I'll go for it. Gilbert Arenas. Hey. I always sometimes the last little line where it's like, oh, swipe right and let's get it popping will be kind of a clue because he brought a gun to the locker room. Oh, <laughs> let's get it popping. Pop. It's a little, little. Yeah, see? Sly. <laughs> Next one. I'm a two time NBA champion with one of the NBA's most historic franchises. I was an all NBA rookie. I was on an all NBA rookie team during my first season. I was then third overall pick in the NBA draft following my college career in which I led the NCAA in scoring and won the Oscar Robertson Award. Swipe right and don't pass on me like the Raptors and Bulls. You say he got drafted third overall? He was third overall. All rookie. What year? Won two championships. Can't tell you the two year. Two championships total? Mm-hmm. overall who's got two titles it's not like steve nash is it steve nash doesn't have any titles yeah no oh yeah that's <laughs> right he, is, he didn't win so i was like he has two mvps that's what it is yeah i don't know i don't know who it is swiping right or left i'll swipe right the game is to swipe right or left yeah. guess who it is guess that player you guess the player <laughs> tavo swipe right or you said right yeah i'll swipe right right or left tavo we're going left You've matched with Adam Morrison, Tomich. Woohoo! Yeah, there we go. Oh. Let's go. Flip Adam Morrison. Next one. I'm a college player that exploded onto the NCAA scene. I'm well known for my crazy range, and I'm pretty money from three. I averaged close to 30 points per game. I've been compared to Steph Curry in the past, but fingers crossed my NBA career pans out. So pull up from deep and swipe right. Is this Jimmer? I don't know. Do you swipe right or left? to Steph Curry is either Jimmer or Trey Young. I'm swiping left. Yeah, I'm swiping left because it's you, not going to be much. In, you in both NBA. passed on Trey Young. Yeah, I knew it. That is Who has identical really? stats to like Jimmer as far as like shooting percentage from the three and from the field, by that the should, way. That scare that, that, home, that homeboy did not even. You were here all four of the Kansas. Steph Curry comparisons like a month ago. No. Oh, absolutely. Unless you play it back for me, I don't buy it. I said, I I'll said, play it back for you. I'll I said, find it. I said what the, what I did say is that like the Steph comparison is real in one regard is that he just like throws up. He was just throwing up shots like off balance and like nonsense, and they were going in at that point. But like I I had never thought he would be a good NBA player ever. I had never once said that he would be. He turns the ball over like twenty times a game. He sucks. He's not good. And now his shooting is cooled off, and so he's completely taking a huge dive. All the mock drafts, like, he was at, like, three at one point on a few mock drafts, and I was like, you people are nuts. And now he's dropping back, back down to 11. Yeah, which is where he should be. All right, next one. I'm a late second-round pick who's been proving doubters wrong my entire career. I played 12 years in the NBA, and I've got loyalty in my DNA after playing 11 of those 12 years with one team. I've been an NBA All-Star and won a gold medal with Team USA. I averaged 19 points per game over my career, so swipe right and let's have an unforgettable ride together. Fudge, man, that sounds like a lot like Boozer. No, but it's not Boozer. Not Boozer. Because Boozer won a gold medal. He was a second round pick, but he wasn't a late second round pick. He was like right, barely in the second round. 
Someone who just barely years. left. Oh. This game's like a stupid Spurs player. Nope. Gosh dang it. Pistons player? Just say if you swipe right <laughs> or left. Swiping left. Get that out of here. I feel like, because when he says like stuff that's not that tight, the players usually pretty tight. Hunter's all about messing with your mind. Whatever. We're putting our chips in. I'm swiping right. Michael Red. Hey, he was, he was tight. That's why I said let's have an unforgettable ride together because he's like always someone you forget about, but then someone's like, dude, remember Unf- Michael Red? And you're like, oh, he was, he was sick. He was the rich man's Rodney Hood. He was tight. He was the better version of Rodney he Hood. Was he was what jazz fans had. wish Rodney Hood was. Well, not really. Man, I remember a game that Michael Red lit the Jazz up. He put up like forty-five or something like that. He's kind of—he reminds me a lot of Chris Middleton. You know, like Chris Middleton puts up forty a couple times, and he can score a lot, but you just like never really think about him as under the radar. Chris Middleton is averaging twenty a game. Yeah, I have an article coming out soon about him. That dude didn't need any high, like all-star buzz. You'll read all about it in my upcoming article. Ooh. Oh. Oh. Sneak peek. Uh, next one. We have two more. Let's get through them quick. I'm, I played college ball at the prestigious Duke University before being selected 13th overall in the NBA draft. Don't blame me for my lackluster career accomplishments. I was stuck on a crappy team for eight years. Nope. I've scored more career points than Andre Iguodala, Lamar Odom, Del Curry, Mark Jackson, Kron Butler, Maurice Cheeks, and Kevin Martin. So swipe right and we'll ball out together. There's one where you're going to be like, oh, okay, that dude was tight after I tell you who it was. 13th overall and went to Duke. Ah. Did, did you say how many years he was in the league? Uh, no, he was in four, 14 years. I did not say it, but I remember. Ah. Remember when I said, let's make it quick. I'm going to swipe right. Right. Left. Left. Talmadge matched and Tabo passed on Corey Maggetti. Okay. Corey Maggetti was cool. He, he was tight. For a while. <laughs> that's, that's the crappy team for eight years. Yeah. <laughs> All right, last one. I was the eighth overall pick in a pretty loaded NBA draft class. I won the bronze medal as a member of the national FIBA team. I won my conference's player of the year in college, and I've been known as a sharpshooter my entire career. I averaged a career high in points last season in the NBA, and it's just going to get better from here on out. So swipe right and buy into the hype early. Stacked draft class. What is JJ Redick for 200? No. Dang it. Sharpshooter. That, 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 that last thing kind of threw me off. I was originally going to say someone like Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis was not the eighth overall pick. Bradley Beal? No. Swipe right or left? You guys are playing this as it's guess <laughs> right. that player. Oh, is it Clay? It's Clay, right? right? Clay was not the eighth pick, but oh, it's uh, oh, he's 11th. like he's yeah, he's eleventh. He's, he's next pick after Jimmer. Did you say right? You said right. Yeah, I swipe right. Sure, I'll go with you. Swipe you right. guys both matched with Nick Stauskas. What the? F- Yo, I like Stauskas, man. <laughs> <laughs> He's got, I was about to defend he's got a low-key game, but... Career like, high points last season. Yeah, like, I, look, I like Stafford. I think he could be good on the right situation. Oh, Which is... The FIBA team? For Canada. Oh. That's why they won bronze, not gold. Yeah. 
All right, real quick, game picks. Last week, we finished abysmal. Me and Tabo got one out of four right. I got dunk contest right. You got the Team LeBron winning right. Alex ended up getting two right. Donovan Mitchell and Team LeBron. Good so. for him. First game on tap, we have got number eight Kansas playing against number six Texas Tech in college basketball on Saturday. Am I picking four whists? Like, are my picks going to go four whists? Uh, they'll go for you. But I don't, want this. I don't even have a record. All right, whatever. Um, Kansas is eight. Texas Tech is six. Kansas is really hot right now, and so I'm going to say I would take Kansas. Texas Tech just lost a game that they should have. So I'm going to say I, I go with the hot teams. I'm going to take Kansas. Kansas has not been swept in a season series in something like ten years. So I'm going to go Kansas. Yeah, I'm going. going You're a Kansas good old fan. Rock so. Chalk. Rock Chalk Jayhawk. Uh, this Friday, Thunder going to the Bay to play the Warriors. The Thunder are undefeated this year against Golden State. Tabo. You, you never know what you get with the Thunder. Sometimes they ball out, sometimes they don't. Uh, although I don't want this, I think OKC is going to win it again. I think after the All-Star break, it was a great opportunity for the Warriors to kind of regroup. I'm going Golden State. I think it's really hard to sweep a good team in a season, season series. So On the road. Oh, yeah, I don't think the Thunder are going to come up on top on this one. I think the Warriors are going to win this game. And just because last week Tabo said that the Braves versus Mets is not a rivalry in baseball, we are picking some baseball spring training, Braves versus Mets. Tabo? Braves. I have no reason to believe this. They used to have Bartolo Colon, do they? Still? The Mets? You're looking at the wrong dude. Both these teams, actually, used to have had Bartolo. Bartolo Colon. Didn't he, he Braves had him. Braves. For the Mets, I thought. Yeah, who knows? I think he was on the Braves last season. Either way, I'm going with the Braves. Going to Atlanta. Um, I'm going to say the Mets. All right. All right, that's a wrap. Thank you, everyone, for listening in. Uh, Hopefully you enjoyed it as much as we did. Before you guys go, make sure you follow us on all social media platforms. We'd love to hear from you guys. And stay on the lookout for more content. Check out our new YouTube channel. Yeah, check out our new YouTube content. Tight or not tight. Go Tied home. Not tight. Talmadge and I just giving a little swing at it. We Tell are the what you think. very first Liechtenstein supporting podcast. Yeah, we, we might be the in Liechtenstein next week. The first week. pro Liechtenstein really podcast. Sure, no. Like, we deserve a sponsor or something. Yeah, we should be sponsored by it. It'd be a real shame if someone were to go and edit, edit the Liechtenstein <laughs> Wikipedia page. If anybody, if a anybody, real shame. If anybody has connections to Liechtenstein... Can you please send them your our boys? Email? Are tr- your boys are trying to fly there. Yeah, maybe maybe we get discounts on flights. Go or fund me. Yeah. Anyway, we'll put it in the works. Anyway, that's it from us. Peace.
That's how you find out who you're dealing with. It's my percentage you I'm building with. I want the credit if I'm losing or I'm winning. On oh, my mama, that's the real issue. Let's talk about love.